plenty of fish. Looked at his profile, he was sexy and fine, got excited to meet him over a glass of wine, walked into the place, stepped right through the door. A black Danny DeVito was smiling. So sure, my date was behind him. I looked to the side. He tapped me on my shoulder, said, I'm your date for tonight. I stifled a cringe, studied his face for a clue. Where was the man from the pictures? I knew much shorter than me. Balding, ashy brown skin. He had the nerve to ask what I thought of him. I tried to be polite, avoid answering, but he pressed forward so clueless and asked yet again, sir, the problem is this, to be frank and true. You said you were 6'1". Looks more like 5'2". <laughs> you boasted of fitness, but looked stout and round. In fact, not a single detail from your pictures I found. I don't want to say more. I don't mean to be rude, but I've never seen nose hairs so boldly protrude. <laughs> your hair is all gray, not black. There are teeth that you lack, and surprisingly, there's hair all over the top of your back. Your beard is unkempt and looks moldy and old, and you smell slightly like Munster cheese or black mold. I came out for some wine, but have no appetite. I think I'll bid you adieu for the night, but before I depart, I must ask, be open. Can I have the name or number of your friend? Because it's obvious that you borrowed a picture from somebody you know. <laughs> but I understand if you'd rather just go, a blind date does not mean that I cannot see. And it's pretty obvious you catfished me. Wasted my time, but not all is amiss. You inspired a point, Mr. Plenty of Fish. <laughs> so that's an example of turning pain into laughter because I didn't say any of this to him. I just said, um, sir, uh, you don't look anything like your picture and I don't feel comfortable staying. And I went out to my car and I called uh, my co-host who's normally here with me. She's a comic. And I said, I just got catfish. She said, was he fine online? I said, girl, yes. And she said, looked at his picture. He was sexy and fine. And I said, oh, and I got my phone and I started typing that poem right in the car. And before I left Chili's, the poem was written. So I took that shocking, disappointing experience because I really had my, my hopes up and I made it into a piece of poetry that makes people laugh. And he didn't even know. No one was harmed in the making of that poem. So, so I think poetry is a great way of expressing our feelings and purging ourselves of things that could linger and could cause problems. You know, and I think plays are also great things like that music and comedy. So I'm gonna call up another poet. So we have a poet who's also a vendor. So I want you guys to put your hands together. And her name, she's a fellow Virgo. So if you got any Virgos in the house, I'm a Virgo. And my cameraman's also a Virgo. Her name is September. So she's gonna share a couple of pieces of poetry with you guys. All right. So Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be reading on this first one. Is that okay? 
Nappy head picking any big lip, disgrace from the ugly race. Your skin is too black to be real. You're too stupid to learn. Your soul will burn because you're a born sinner. Hmm. Gravel in the dirt like the pig you are. The sun will never shine on you, black girl. Your mother should have aborted you when you were just a figment of her imagination. Worthless. Only sensationalized because of the body, what your body has to offer put on display like some circus act. Big butt, big lips, big thighs, big hips. Sarah Bartman, as a matter of fact. The betrayal of do-gooders led to the ultimate betrayal. You will forever have a story to tell because they stole your cells, Miss Henrietta Lacks. Your DNA continues to run through their veins. How callously insane. Raped and impregnated, then forced to feed their seeds. Mothers of the slave trade. Black girl, you must look past the lies that you are less than. Open your eyes and make still I rise your anthem, Maya Angelou. Black girl, more precious than gold, more fragile than silk. But when it comes time to take those gloves off, baby, you're tougher than vibranium, able to take on the world. You have more power than the Dahomey warriors running through your blood. Black girl, hair that defies what they say couldn't be defined. Skin that absorbs the sunshine, every color in the crayon box. How could they not respect you? Black girl, the world just wasn't ready for something so beautiful. Sapphire blue. They called her Sapphire. Her real name, maybe, maybe not, but she answered to it all the same. Her skin was the prettiest cocoa brown, face perfectly round, with dimples. They looked like half moons. She loved to play with the colors in her hair, but her favorite mm, was that of Carolina blue. She would put on a ruby red lipstick, thigh high boots, red mini skirt with the black shirt, made her feel real groovy like. <laughs> but she looked more like Julia in that one movie. Yeah, y'all know the one. See, sapphire is what they call a free spirit. The type that would take flight in the middle of the night, or hell, any sign of daylight. She was independent, impatient, but if you ask her, immortal. Yeah, she cheated death a time or two. Breach at birth, mama didn't make it though. Car accident at 18, pain turned into a dope fiend. Even overdosed a couple times. Doc told her a few more lines and you would have been out of here, but none of that scared her. She refused to play by anyone's rules. The short list of those who cared said, you keep it up, you be dead by 22. Her reply, please don't kill my vibe, boo. 
<laughs> but maybe she should have taken heed because they found her naked body thrown in the gutter that summer. Mm. Her 21st birthday to be exact. Mm. Yeah, there was talk around town, but I mean, she did have quite a few suitors. Jack, John, Sean, Paul, and Nate. Mm. So one could only speculate. No one was surprised when a story didn't make the 10 o'clock news. Headline of her obit simply read, Gone too soon. Mm -hmm. Our precious. Sapphire Blue. Wow. All right, I'm gonna call up another poet to the stage. And he actually was with us a while back. We used to be in the red room and he came out, he reached to me, reached out to me um, through Instagram, I think. Okay, so um, so I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring this poet up, the prodigy truth. So put your hands together for the prodigy truth. God, this morning my first attendance at an African church service was the first service I've attended in nearly two years, was the first service I've attended simply to keep mom's heart warm on Mother's Day. I don't know if you were watching, but an 18-wheeler hit me just the day before she got married. I looked up to utter your name. Maybe in vain, I joke about it now. I'm so sorry I missed your wedding, Ma. I swear it was an accident. This is so random, but I thought about my father today. I... Guess that's why I'm checking in to see how you were and where you've been. Don't you get it? I have attachment issues. Okay, this morning I came to see you, my people. Called upon your name in a harmonious dance as we danced for moms, as we danced for our queen. She is more precious than rubies, your proverb. She doesn't know that we haven't spoken in years. That in most days I hide in the clouds for religious reasons. She doesn't know that I would never become a preacher. But what she doesn't know can't hurt, can't hurt, dear God. As you know, the angel of death says, I am great at foreplay. She came over three times last month this morning. Pastor made us repeat, God is faithful three times. The third felt like Bloody Mary regurgitation three weeks ago. Vomited red and green memories into a bowl full of toilet water. Voided burdens you never removed. When I lost the feeling in my limbs, my skin chilled as the blood stopped flowing. The familiar feeling of wanting to die. Quickly, I breathe once more. I tell her I'm not ready to do this yet. It was my first ever decision to go to the ER. God, I called on you for three hours before I called. Oh, Matt, you never showed why am I so alone? Why do my dependencies keep pickpocketing me? You said that you would never leave. God damn, why have you forsaken me? Why does it feel so soulless in a world where God is always watching? Why does it feel so sudden, so hypocritic hate in the name of Jesus? We can't get along. I just want to love everyone, dads. Isn't that what you've always wanted? Mom doesn't know that there are dark clouds in my bedroom ready to rain acid memories I will keep trying to forget. And I just tell her, Sure. I'll pray about it. Thank y'all. Wow. So I am the prodigy truth. I am a queer poet out of Houston. Um, if you ask me, I'm one of the best to ever do it, but you know, <laughs> nobody asked me, so. Um, yeah, let me get to the next one. Thank y'all so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. My beautiful faces, yes. 
Thank you. This Christmas, I will celebrate like a holiday pagan. Instead of thank you, Jesus, this Christmas shows gratitude to all of my nothing. My thoughts drift me recklessly around the last curve of the year in a car I couldn't pay for. Will open my eyes and wish I was anywhere but here. But this Christmas, I am present. Remember, it is the most wonderful time of the year. The part where it ends and as the sea broadens on this, the third day of Christmas, three French hens, we, myself, and I spend a silent night in hell. Me, tells myself, better than showing up at their house here, healing chestnuts on hellfire. I can extinguish any time it gets out of Amazon, the rain, as I'm falling here since autumn. And all I want for Christmas is union. Was it Gabrielle or Gabriel who made this day Mary? Mariah can't carry you. Stop asking black women to perform your Christmas miracles. Why don't you sing your own song, Bella? Fonte B, the icy sleet and snow. I tried to let it go, but this Christmas I couldn't, wouldn't be here without the friends and family I miss. And I do miss my family. I just don't want to be a bird then fly away. An array of Christmas decay held in a day of memories won't heal me. When Christ was born, three wise men gave gold, incense, and myrrh to a baby. But since they were men, they were therefore wise. Why? By the way, Christ wasn't born on Christmas, my mother reassured me, so nothing about this Christmas actually makes sense. And although Pence is no longer in the White House, my black still likes the halls with bowels of ancestors who built them this Christmas still as corporations continue to capitalize, selling gluttony to needy children as greedy humans brag about coming from rags to the new jag in a driveway, feeding price tags to the homeless this Christmas, still a frag grenade, still broken treaty and unpaid reparations, paperwork crafted from the trees that will lose their life to disease and disaster. The bells don't jingle, and we can't even mingle about it this Christmas. A holy night awaits the drummer. Solstice begins bereavement, and all I can do is breathe. I am the product of truth. It's been such an honor being with y'all. Yeah. Who's actually going to come up to the stage with us? And she's also a poet. And so I want you guys to put your hands together for poet Lady Cammy B. So she's got the Avon uh, table over there. Now she just told me about her experience with my shower steamer. So I would like you to tell them oh, yeah, before you do. <laughs> yeah, I, I sell shower steamers. The small ones are two, the other ones are three. So she can tell you what she experienced when she used them. Totally worth it. Um, if you guys, when you take a vendor break, please go see Zen Shave because I tell you the truth. I was super congested whenever the winter, well, Texas winters happen and they're moody and Anyway, so so I was having real like congestion and I was like, let me just try. I did the rosemary and the mint. So I like put them together, took a long steamy shower and got out. And it's just like all that junk like came out. It was it was wow. incredible. So shout out to Zen Hache. She got amazing, amazing products. So. All right. So that's that's a free promo for her. <laughs> <laughs> But um, <clears throat> if you guys have a, out your phones, I'll give you a few minutes to plug in my website. Um, I am trying to gain more followers on my poetry blog. So that website is kamibweb.wordpress.com. 
So you can read it even after you leave here. You can um, catch up on the series I'm about to do. It's a three-part series, but for time constraints, I'm going to just do two just to leave you all at that cliffhanger so you can go back and read it. And it's called Delete. So look for that poem if you want to read along. So um, without further ado, y'all had to bear with me because I have not memorized my poetry. I just write it. When it comes to me, I just write. <laughs> so, and I've been writing since 1997. I was 15 at the time. And uh, that's just what I do. So uh, let's go to, let's go to my side and let's, let's read. Okay. Uh, post. Here we go. All right. So this chronic, basically to give you guys a overview of what I'm about to go over with you guys, I needed an outlet because I just, I was the opposite of like, <laughs> I couldn't let it go. Like you were talking about on your phone and, uh, and I needed to write it out because it was just really, um, challenging for me. So I'm going to read you the first part in a three-part series. It's called Just Delete. <clears throat> One, it was April 17th, 2016, when I sent an email to my ex to ask how he was doing since he hasn't been in contact. It was, in my mind, a breach of contract between us, especially since I just got back to my grandma's funeral. She died three weeks before. I remember not wanting to be hurt more because I was grieving and my heart was heavy and sore. I had a feeling back then there was more to his absence, but only had a fraction of intuition. Today, I find myself rereading that message from my sent items. I just quickly hit delete. Two, it was June 23rd and I sent another message and today I realized by that date he already moved in as a guest at his new girlfriend's house with her four young kids. Or was it her husband's place? Anyway, this email simply was a pic of a proud moment with my retiring chief and asked him if he sees his familiar face. Well, I guess he was too busy to notice the message or the pic, damn. Just press delete. Three, it was August 3rd of 2016. It was my first day back from our family trip we took five days before I flip and completely lose my mind. My emotions were in suspense because during the trip he was distant because he was close to his new source of love that I was grasping for from his soul. But anyway, this email simply asked for his presence at a future event that would have been a great goal 11 months before our planned wedding day. I guess it would have been nice for him to say at the Navy ball, I was going to be his wife. I guess that was my loss. I guess that won't happen in this life. Four, today is May 23rd of 2017, so it's old news. Delete. The next day, August 4th, and two additional also final emails were sent during that month because a new me was being birthed after the eighth, and I decided he can't hurt me anymore. One email, four days after I discovered he moved on, I shared the same event and wrote that I hope he'll enjoy it with an upgraded version of me in his life, his future maybe wife. Second message, sending him a reminder of all we used to be. Hold shift key, press up arrow, highlight these two, delete. Five, 
The replies from April 17th of 2016 were brief and he began giving me times he would call, but leave me hanging like a side chick he was banging. Truth is, there existed a probably a fault out of the total of four years we were tied together. There was three years where we enjoyed our emotional weather. His one word answers pointed to the demise of our empire falling. A crack in our one solid frame set my heart on fire and led to the many times I cried. Here I am today as I sigh and take a deep breath here in 2017. I just hold down shift key, press up arrow the remainder of the way, let go of the shift key and what's remaining inside of me. Press delete, log off. Now I'm choosing to restart. The only thing I won't delete now is my heart. Mm -hmm. Six. So this is me starting over daily because I've seen God heal me lately because he has the key to these emotions that had me bound. So now even me can walk free. Just delete. So. <laughs> y'all wanna hear part two or, or you wanna move on? It's fine. What do y'all wanna do? Okay. All right, so. This is July of 2017 when this poem was written. Just delete part two. One, oh, I started counting again. Because for exactly 30 days, I was dating online and he was supposed to just stay a friend. Two, he at first was a perfect angel of a guy till them comments began to fly. I didn't know what would offend you. This is so crazy. You got so mad. I right out the blue. Three, I wondered if it was my fault again like I normally feel when I come to the point when it's over and I snap back to reality. I'm single like it's a curse for wife and I'm destined to be nobody's wife. Four, next thing I know, the main reason I fell in love so quick dawned my soul. Dawned on my soul. It was because I didn't find my own way to be whole. I was broken, wanted his love to be the glue when in reality, reality God, all I needed was you. Five, just delete. The familiar words lunged at my brain until out loud I began to proclaim. Just delete all the texts he sent that said, don't text, don't call him, don't message him anymore on Facebook. Just delete the thoughts of all the messages and screenshots I took. Seriously, why did I even, why didn't I remember him and I have never even met in person, yet he seemed to be lurking all on my page? Six. Just delete the pictures on my email that were saved. This guy wasn't even built to last like I was dreaming of these days. Just delete the email address we created together. What was I thinking? It must have been some crazy weather, thunderstorms, hurricanes that entered my emotions during these 30 days. Seven, now that the raging seas of my rage have subsided, subsided the reality of what it is set in. The fear of what is destined to be settles back into the living room of my heart. I am now returned to familiar territory. This has been my story until I just, until I began to just delete these memories and live for God's glory. That's it, thank you. So we're going to switch up and do one more performer before we go to intermission and the play um, actors get ready to perform for us. So we're going to be switching from poetry to comedy. 
All right. And so I'm going to bring up J-Main for us, the comics. So put your hands together. Put your hands together. We're going to do me a favor and record this because my, 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 I don't know what her title is yet. But, uh, but yeah, she wants to see. Just hit the red dot in there. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Shane. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Well, I just love giving you a hug. Oh, thank you. Wow. Wow. No mic. That's cool. I don't need one. Yeah, man. It's good to be in the house. Praise the Lord. Y'all don't know why. Lost a few pounds. Lost a few pounds. See, my Aggie ring can finally fit on the hand that I graduated with. You know what I'm saying? I got fat, so then I put it on this hand here on, on my ring finger, married finger. And then, you know, I got so fat that it wouldn't fit on there, so I just had to put it in the shelf. I said, hold on. What's going to be next? I won't be able to see myself. I say, no, no, it's time to get in the gym. Time to get in the gym. No, I don't play that route. Oh, wow. Y'all look good up here tonight. Beautiful crowd. Beautiful crowd. My people, nice, diverse crowd going on here. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving. All right. Last time I was here, I did a joke about my play packing family. I thought they would have got the message by me always talking about it. But since Thanksgiving is over and I'm still talking about it, obviously they still packing plates. <laughs> I mean, it's like, what is it? And the whole, my, my sister is the worst one. She drives trucks. And so she packing them. I'm like, why? How come they're still dressing in, in, in the kitchen instead of on the table? Why is there green beans? Oh, it wasn't enough to fit. I said, you lie. What you doing all these containers? So she finna take all this Thanksgiving food and stack it up in a semi truck. Everybody know you get tired of eating that and by two days you tired of eating this food and it's gonna spoil and you said I'm just so you just gonna be driving and farting all day on some old ass gizzards and dressing. I mean come on now. And then she she got her niece who's about twelve years younger than me because she's old and I'm I'm the baby. And so now she now she's teaching, she's passing down these plate packing traditions. <laughs> And so my mama, my mama, she was like, you know what, son? I didn't even get any of that ham that you brought. This is the last that you brought. I'm putting my foot down on this plate packet. So, okay. So mama had to cook all that food and didn't even get a plate because, you know, y'all ladies, y'all start cooking. Y'all don't be hungry because you tasting and smelling and all of that. So she said, she putting her foot down. But anyway, over. So I got this one friend I had to let go. I'm I'm going through a divorce. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My heart is hardened. Well, he said he said. Well, he puts together no man uh, uh, breaks asunder. Well, I don't know about this from here. This from here. I'm just so glad to be free. I mean, real talk. I'm so I'm so tired of having sex with ugly women. That is just the bottom line. I'm, I know. Hey, listen. Y'all some beautiful women up in here. I, I like when I come to the shrine. I have family here at the shrine. And, and the women that are here at the shrine are very natural. Like, don't, like, they my ex-wife. It's like, you got this put on. You got this glued on. This glued on. You got everything glued on. You know what I'm saying? Your face look like a German chocolate cake. You know, it's just all thick. And I'm like, it's like a, it's like that scene. I, I, I'm going to get you sucker. And I'm just like, wow. I remember one night we went out and so we come in, I'm laying in bed, right? I, I wish I had a microphone. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna take this microphone just for this little joke. I wish I had a microphone. So I'm laying in bed, right, waiting on her. I'm laying in bed, and I'm I'm looking at her, right. And, and and she taking off this and she taking off that and then she took off a wig and she got on the same wave Kevin I be wearing I'm like come on now and, and so I'm looking at her and it, I went from real to like green and I'm like can you just please put your wig back on just for the night you know what I mean she was I swear she was she it was like I was dating a silverback girl I ain't gonna lie but but that's my fault that's why I stopped getting high. <laughs> See, cause when I got high, when I got high, I started doing things that didn't make no sense. I lost a good ass job coming out of Texas and them. Swear for God, these ain't jokes. This is my real life. Laughing my pain. That hit me for a while. That just totally changed my trajectory coming out of school. And so then, you know, I'm all depressed and all of this, and I'm. You know what I'm saying? I'm spending more time with my late night hype when I'm supposed to. Like, I'm going out the daytime. She's supposed to only be like my 3 a.m. And, you know, and now I got two babies by her, so it's, that's a reflection on my judgment. <laughs> what y'all laughing? That wasn't a joke. But I'm so glad that my babies, I'm glad my, so one of them dark. And so she think he look like her. No, he don't. He look like my daddy. And my oldest boy, he look like my mama. So I'm so thank God that all my kids look like me. You know what I'm saying? But I just got, I just can't, I just realized, you know, some people love the weed. I don't do the weed. The weed was doing me. I didn't have nothing. Me and this woman was staying at my mama, back of my mama house. And I took it to the Lord because he had better for me. And so, you know, I stopped and I worked, worked my butt off for her and them kids. You now we had a house and we got all of this stuff. You know, I have an asset. I got a balance sheet, income statement. I have, I have all the statement of cash flows. I got all of this in my home. Your, your a marriage is like a business. has same thing. You know, so, you know, so she, it was not, nothing was ever good enough for her. Literally nothing. At one point in time, the water heater went out and the oven went out. I went and got a brand new water heater and a brand new uh, stove during the Coronas. Didn't get a thank you at all. She said, I said, well, you can't do it. Oh, I'm still mourning my daddy's death. I said, your daddy died three years ago. How long are you going to be mourning his death? My daddy died when I was 10, but you can't tell your husband, thank you for busting his ass. You know, so anyway, I just really so glad that, that we're not together. I, I'm working out this. Uh, original petition, but that's where I am. Cause this dude told me that he, it was going to cost me $8,000. And I'm like, so I got to pay you eight grand. I got to give up half of my house. I'm like, so this is like a $60,000 divorce. Bro, somebody fixed to get strangled up in here. <laughs> so, so anyway, so when she left, we used to rescue these animals cause we stay in the hood, right? And I said, you know, I'm not finna pick up no more bitches. I ain't. And females, two-legged bitches, four-legged bitches. I'm not picking up no more strays. And so anyway, so when she left, you know what I'm saying? She she just left, she just took my kids, she kidnapped them because all the addresses, schools, and everything got my house. And so praise the Lord, my kids in my house right now. You know what I'm saying? I got that PlayStation 4 babysitting right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so so but so so it's, we should rescue these animals, right? And so she didn't have room for a pet deposit. So, so she said, you know, well, 
I'm going to just leave you this cat. I'm like, but that's your cat. You know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> I started dating chicks, right? I mean, the cat is adorable. We've had it since it was just small with green stuff inside. It's adorable, but it's kind of like a, a cock blocker. You, you know what I'm saying? I bring chicks over to the crib. They expect me to have like a couple pit bulls. Oh, they maybe even like a little small lap dog, but you got a cat. I'm like, chicks don't like chicks. Single women. Don't like cats. So now I'm like, I gotta get rid of this cat. And I call her and she's like, well, I don't want the cat. I call, that's your pussy. You know, you can't have this no more, so you can have that. And I'm like, no, come get your cat. Come get your cat. Oh my God. Oh my God. How much time I got? Can I get one more joke again? I got one more joke. Okay, so, so my birthday came around in September. And that's when I really started doing comedy because going through the divorce, I was drinking and smoking a lot. And I said, I need to get out. And so then when I got out, I was heckling these horrible comments real bad. So the dude named Jeff Joe, he called me on stage. I'm like, so I had this little bug ever since. But in the community, I just tell jokes. So it's my birthday weekend, September 29th. And um, me and my partner, I always thought it was a little suspect because some of the things he say and do. So I said, hey, man, we fixing to go to this pool party downtown. I'm, I'm like 45, clubbing like I'm in my 20s. What's up? All the way to Golden Shores, five new pop, my brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm old, like, like I've just, like, you know, first, you know, I just crossed or something. Like, I'm just chasing women, right? I said, we're going to go to the pool. Like, what you wear? I said, I'm wearing polo shirts, some doctor shorts. I go pull up at his crib. First thing I knew was suspect. He was like, um, I'm still putting myself together. Can you come in? I'm like, what dude be talking about? He putting himself together. Like, we don't talk like that. And so I, I say, now, nah, bro, we need to get to my mama's house, eat this leftover barbecue for my birthday party. Uh, so, so he finally come out. My pa, he from the Bahamas. And, and those islands people, they're not liberal like us. You know what I'm saying? So he ain't seen his mama in seven years. Now, I always wanted that was odd. But now I know why he ain't seen his mama in seven, eight years. So he come out. He got on his, his fishing cap, like camouflage with the string zipped up to the top. He got on a yellow, a yellow little uh, wife beater like you would wear to the beach. Then he got on these yellow, like marathon running shorts with some white tights up under him. And I'm sitting in the car like, so he get in. I'm like, God damn, bro, you got your thighs hanging out tonight, huh? You know what I'm saying? What's up with that, right? And and, <laughs> and so I thought we were going to the pool. I'm like, yeah, but what if it's weak and we got to move around? And so I took him to my mom's house. And my mom like, uh, your friend, I don't think. He's like your other kind of friend. I like my mom trying not to go that go that route with it. But you know, last time I asked him about it, he got all upset and, and you know what I'm saying he accused. You know, so I just kind of leave it alone. He said he got a girlfriend, but I'm 45 with a dad bod. He's 32. I met him in grad school. He's 32. You know, oh, oh, uh, still I got a groove bag looking uh as Jamaican type dude, right? But I'm like, bro, like, why you ain't got no hoes, man? I mean, like. I can talk to you about these little side chicks and stuff, but you ain't got none. You ain't got none. You work downtown. You got a good job. You ain't never, you ain't never got no hype coming through the crib. Like, what's the deal? So anyway, me and him don't talk no more. And I just feel like that was it. You know, <laughs> you know, I love him, but we, I, we don't have as much in common as we used to. I got so many more jokes, but I'm out of time. I'm, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need 15, 20. I'm going to need 15, 20, Mr. Shea, but I want to thank you for giving this opportunity. Everybody give it up for Mr. Shea. Oh, wow. Praise God. Give one more hug. Thank you. Why you ain't never called me on Plenty Field? You know. <laughs>
<laughs> I just love hugging Mr. Oh, Shane. My okay. So I'm going to call him one more performer. He's going to do a quick set for you. We had another uh, comedian who's been coming to sh- our shows for many, many years. Uh, I think I saw a Facebook anniversary, and we actually have been doing shows together for five years now. So he's been with me a long time. So he came out, so I want to let him come up. So put your hands together for Julius Fogel. <laughs> And he's actually a former boxer, and he actually has a book, and he's working on a second book. There's no mic. Uh, there, well, there's one there, but I don't think it's on because it was giving us a lot of reverb. How's everybody doing? Good. Everybody doing good. Have y'all seen this um, <laughs> this um, video that's out right now? This is female inside a fish tank aquarium, and she got on a mermaid suit. <laughs> you ain't seen that yet? She almost drowned. Yeah, she kicked that damn suit up. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I said, I knew this ain't going to end good. I, when I, as soon as I saw it, I said, I know this ain't going to end good. <laughs> what else is going on? Um, my name is Julius Fogel. I'm also known as, a.k.a. Barack Obama Uncut, <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Go Downtown, <laughs> a.k.a. I make it rain when I do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I met Obama not too long ago, and... Um, you know, uh, I had a question I wanted to ask him. Because y'all remember when he was running for president, there were people asking him about, was he a Muslim? Was he a U.S. citizen? All this type of shit. So I asked him about it. This is what Rock told me. He was like, uh, you know, Julius, that right there is a very good question. I got an answer for you. Now, now, as you may remember, while I was on my campaign trail, there was a lot of talk about Barack Obama is a Muslim. Now, you and I both know the very said I was a Muslim, I would have been the 44th president. But now that I serve my two terms, here's what I say to those people that make those comments. Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. I said, I knew he was a Muslim. <laughs> then Barack said, you didn't know Obama had jokes, did you? I said, no, I didn't, Barack. And I'm just messing around with y'all. I ain't never met former President Barack Obama. I just smoked some damn good weed and... When I smoke weed, I have visions, and that was one of them. <laughs> and that's what that nigga told me. <laughs> I think it'd be cool if Obama was a DJ. Could you imagine Obama being a DJ? Obama be like, all right, everybody, let's get out the seats and let's dance. My, <laughs> my name is DJ B Rock. When I say B, you say Rock. B? Rock. B? Rock. All right, that's that's pretty good right there. Now, we were in here earlier talking. And somebody asked, can we smoke marijuana while we're in here? And my answer to that question is, yes, we can. (laughs) (laughs) And if there's anybody in here that has any marijuana, I'll be over here in the DJ booth. (laughs) Oh, shit. uh, Let's see what else. I'm going to tell you all a few more jokes before I get out of here. I really didn't have anything. Um, Let's see. I had a crazy. uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Um. Make some noise if you remember how old you were when you lost your virginity. <laughs> Man, nobody remember? <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to tell you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you how old I was. <laughs> and I remember, and I remember it for a different reason than what probably some of y'all might remember y'all's from, okay? Uh, the reason I remember because uh, for two years I lived with my grandmother. So I had to tell my grandmother that, you know, that I was having sex. The reason being was I had this thing called, uh, it's called like, it's like a ringworm. It's called impetigo. Anybody heard of that? 
It's like on your face and your hair and shit. And I'm trying to tell my grandma that something is going, this ain't right. My grandma keep talking about, baby, you just becoming a man now. That's acne. You just got to wash your face clean and, and, and use some of this cloth. I said, grandma, I don't that. So I was getting four, more and more frustrated, right? So I'm at the house eating uh, after school one day, me and my brother in the kitchen eat snacks. And my, one of my cousins is in there. She's about 40 years old at the time. So um, her and my grandma are talking, and she's telling my grandma, she said, yeah, uh, by these, these boys are getting tall. And the oldest one, look at him. He's, he's riding up up there. My grandma's like, yeah, he's uh, going through adolescence now, and, you know, he's breaking out, and he's having that acne on his face, and that's what happens when they're not doing anything. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I told you I was already frustrated, right? <laughs> so I was like, uh, grandma. Who said nobody was not doing anything? My grandma boy, it looked like she saw the, the exorcist. She was like. <laughs> what you trying to say? It's like. Grandma, I'm just I'm trying to say that it's not acne. This is not acne in my hair. I need to go to the doctor. <laughs> so. She ended up taking me to the doctor. I got some. She, they cleared it up. They gave me some antibiotics. It was gone about a day or so. But there's something else my, my, something else my grandmama did. My grandmama called my girlfriend's mama up and told her to tell her daughter to keep her legs closed. Needless to say, I didn't get no more pussy from that. But... Uh, <laughs> But my grandmama taught me a very valuable lesson. It's a very, y'all probably didn't even get the lesson at y'all. What, what y'all think? What do you think the lesson is here? You don't know? You want to take a guess at it? Anybody want to take a guess at it? What, what was the lesson in this whole thing? Nobody want to take a guess? Right, I'm going to tell you what I got from this here. This is my, my, I think my grandmama taught me this. She didn't even know she was teaching it. She taught me that if a woman gives you some pussy, Keep your goddamn mouth shut <laughs> unless it has to do with your health. Because there are some people, if they know your business, they would tell your business to anybody. I mean, anybody, including your mama. <laughs> That's what the story was. But uh, anyway, I do got my books back. I forgot to bring one up. It's mm -hmm. called The Last Round. I'm working on a book right now called Black Love. Why do we fight like this? And I'm. I got. I really got to try to get this done this year, though. But uh, you know. But um, y'all been great. Y'all enjoy yourselves. Have a good night. I'm Julius Fogel. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram. Y'all. So we wanted to give you guys some time to uh, shop with the vendors, and the performers need to go and get ready. So we're gonna have an intermission for you to check out all the vendors and for the performers to come to get ready to put on the play for us. And so the second half of the show is going to be all the play. All right. So you guys can stand up. There should, there's probably some more food and drink outside if you want to get a second serving. And you can come check out my table and the other tables. So I wish we had some music to play for you, but not today. <laughs>